Hey guys, and welcome back to my podcast. Welcome back to phase one, where we know that the first phase, the first step to solve any kind of problem is by talking about it and having a conversation. Let's get into the habit of sharing our views without making anything too personal, share our opinions in the hopes of finding a solution that is sustainable and long lasting for our community and for our continent. So today is day four. What is the day today? Today is the 14th of February, day four. I know this podcast is coming out late. For, so for those of you that are, if there is anybody that is consistently following, that is um, somewhat familiar with the time that I usually post, you would know that this is way past posting time. It is now 11 past eight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot that happened tonight. Well, today. So um, excuse that. Um, today I'm having wine. I don't remember what the name of the bottle is, but, um, I decided to try this new brand that I've never had before. And my, what do I feel about it? Let's taste it again. I don't know. It's a bit anticlimactic. The, the bottle itself looked so extravagant and pretty and blue and gold and white and I was just like this is gonna go down really really well with my sushi but I don't know man um I don't know I'm getting box wine vibes does she even know what box wine tastes like I don't even know man but like I mean apparently it's not the best but I don't know man shame it's okay they tried later I don't know where they got their grapes what kind of soil they grew their grapes in. Anyways, that's, this is so relevant. But anyways, so guys, today's day four of my May challenge where I am posting an episode every single day for the rest of May. Um, the original plan was to post an episode or a, a podcast that has been inspired by an African author or an African proverb, some kind of quote that comes from that kind of dimension for the rest of May, but I've been having some thoughts and ideas. Um, I might switch it up, you know, talking to yourself about the same kind of topic can get very boring, not boring, but, um, I'm someone that enjoys different things. I like to talk to people. Um, I like discussing different kind of topics all the time. So, um, not that it's I'm getting bored, but I think I would like to try something new. So I might put the quotes on hold. We'll see if you recommend that I put them on hold or if you recommend that I that you want to hear me discuss something else, talk to someone else, you can DM me. Um, I'll put up a sticker. Gatsby's comment. Nobody's commenting. It's making me so sad. Whew. But it's fine, you know. Okay, actually, I haven't checked today. In all honesty, I haven't checked today to see if anyone has commented. So I'm actually going to go have a look after I post this um, podcast. But so today's quote, um, today, yeah, so today things are a little bit different because I have a quote that comes from an African uh, economist. He's an economist. He's an author. He's from Ghana. Brilliant writer. Uh, his name is George Ayeti. I really hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. But um, 
I definitely recommend that you go look up one of his books. Um, he also has a lot of journals, academic journals that I was blown away with. Um, I ended up reading more than like two chapters. Um, he he's also written quite a few books, and he has a TED talk. So I highly recommend that you go look him up and just have a look at what he's all about. Fun fact, Ghana is also a place that I'd like to go to. I'd like to stay there maybe like, I don't know, a couple of months just to see the, what the vibes are, get to learn about how life is in Ghana. Um, anyway, so the quote for today is by George Ayeti. African solutions for African problems. Okay, African solutions for African problems. Now, this is one, this is kind of a, I'm so sorry, my eyes, it's that time of the night where my allergies are really up and running and my eyes are just so itchy. <laughs> but anyways, this is quite a contentious topic or quote for me. It's something that is, I think it might be also, um, I think a lot of people might have opposing views on what this quote is saying, but nevertheless, I like uh, I like it when people have difference of opinions. And so today's takeaway, I guess, I guess I'm starting with the end today, but I want to hear whether you agree with this or not, that African, specifically African solutions for African problems, right? So I have three points that I want to discuss as usual. So the first one being, um, if we just accept any kind of solution that comes our way and someone is coming from overseas saying, this is what Africa should be doing. My issue with that is that those solutions are not always accurate. They don't always specifically apply to the African context. Uh, you can't have someone that is coming from America telling Africans how they should live, how should they, how they should farm, how they should deal with the problem of education, with the problem of hunger, where in America they waste so much food. Um, I remember when I was much, much younger watching Oprah with my mom. And um, in America about five days before the expiry date um, has even, what's the word I'm looking for? Has even come, whatever. <laughs> I really just lost the word there. But anyways, five days, almost five days before the expiry date, people in America actually like package their food and they throw it away in Ziploc bags, all neat. And there's so many homeless people in America or people that live on the streets rather that essentially do their shopping from from garbage bags because everything is so well packed and nothing is nothing is actually off it's just because they are so precautious and all of that um i don't fully remember what they were discussing in that specific episode but i just remember being so shocked how i mean i'm not gonna lie sometimes there are things that are like i will eat expired noodles and i'm just like you know what man like Hey Amen. It's it's it hasn't been cooked yet. It's still in the packet. It's in the pantry. I'ma eat it. I'ma be fine. Like I will eat. I've eat. I've eaten expired chocolate, man. I'm still here. I'm alive. But 
I'm, I'm trailing off a little bit, but essentially what I'm trying to say is what a solution that is maybe appropriate for one part of the world is definitely not going to work for the complete opposite side. And so because we have a completely different dynamic in Africa, completely different complexities, a different history that has shaped the way our problems are made, in order to solve those problems, they have to be in they have to be looked at and solved in such a way that it first looks at what created those problems. So if you have someone that is coming from the outside, they have no real context or understanding of why this problem has come to be. You'll see that the solution that they have might work maybe just for 10% of the continent or it might work for a short term period. But not too long after you'll see that the problem is just going to pop up again and sometimes worse than before. Another reason why I say that the solutions are not always accurate is because in one of the journals that I read, or I think it was an article by George Ayeti, the, the, where the quote, the one who quoted this, um, not quoted, but he, he coined this um, phrase first. He said that um, what they've seen over time is that, um, especially with the, the history of Africa and colonialism and all of that, um, they've noticed that a lot of international leaders outside of Africa, obviously. So if you look at Europe, if you look at America, Asia, basically everywhere else outside Africa, where they have quite an influential role in uh, advising other nations of, on how they should rectify certain issues that are taking place in their communities and their nations. What you find is that a lot of these people have become more reserved, more... Um, Overconscious in terms of how they advise Africa or rather African leaders on maybe their um, mismanagement in terms of how they're leading a nation, in terms of how they are directing, directing certain um, development programs, how they are using funds or how they are distributing certain relief um, packages that they met, they might be receiving from overseas, mainly because in recent times, as much as outside leaders or outside advisors are trying to be ob as objective as possible, it can be misinterpreted as racism or exploitation, or they don't really care or understand about what is happening. They just have their own self-interest, but but in most case, not most cases, but in some cases, it's actually genuine, constructive criticism that needs to be expressed from an outside party. But because of the complicated dynamic that is experienced in Africa, the kind of history we come from, segregation and racism, colonialism, constant oppression of the black man, it becomes very difficult for people to just... uh simply accept what is said by an outsider, specifically an, a white individual. And so 
when outside individuals come in and give advice or some kind of direction um, again specifically white people they become very very cautious and um, they try and be aware and in a sense end up overcompensating for what could possibly be misinterpreted to a point where it's no longer objective it's almost semi-objective or they're kind of telling some kind of half truth that allows them to still be safe and not be labeled as a racist or or whatever the case may be and um, again if anyone feels like they want to rectify my opinion it's not even my opinion it's something that i read in an article which i think makes a lot of sense um but if anyone maybe wants to contest this opinion or this view you can definitely leave a comment or a dm let me know and we can discuss it in the next topic i mean episode but um yeah and i think that being said, it's because Africa, you know, guys, Africa has a lot of riches. There's so much that this continent can offer, which is essentially why we have the history that we that we have. Um, that's why people colonized Africa, because they knew that it was so valuable. And so even to this day, you have people that will offer some kind of solution. But in hindsight, they have... They have some kind of malicious intent to exploit the resources that this continent holds. But then you also have other people that genuinely want to help, but because they don't have the context and understanding and the background that they need in order to see why a problem is the way that it is, accept for, accept it for what it is, and move towards undoing it based on how it came to be and i hope that makes sense i know that it was it was quite a wordy little explanation but anyways that, that's just the first point moving on to the second point um and it, it's very very similar to the first point but the fact that as africans we know our struggle we know the fight that we've been through we know what our problems are and where they come from and not all of us understand where our problems come from, but it, it just goes back to that uh, concept of being open to one another in terms of how, whoopsie, excuse me, in terms of how we, how we communicate with one another and sharing our views and our stories and our experiences um, in order to eventually find out, okay, well, we have, this kind of living arrangement, for example, where most of the time you'll have your, your locations, your townships, you'll have your northern areas, which is your colored areas, your township areas, which is your black areas, your more upmarket areas, your your white areas. This is why it is the way it is. How do we undo it? Um, understand, well, I don't know who of you, I'm pretty sure some of you know of Furvut. He was known as the architect of apartheid. I'm not too sure if I've spoken about this already in another podcast, but he basically came up with the whole living arrangement. And no one, at least not to my knowledge, 
has actually gone back to his initial structuring of this living arrangement where you are specifically going to put inferior races outside the business center so that they only see the industries, the factories, the the agriculture and the primary or not, not primary, but the the unskilled labor and that's what's available to them and then put the more superior race, at least in that time, in the city center where they have access to all the upmarket, upskilled professions and jobs. So that kind of thinking, and if we understand that part of history, that it was actually planned out, how do we plan a different kind of living arrangement? Is it even possible? Um, if it's not possible, what can we do to to change that norm and to change that reality? Um, and I think also linking to the first point, if people on the outside of Africa also take that time to sit with us as Africans and, and listen to our stories and to our experiences and listen to what our history looks like and where our problems originally came from, they would support the revolution, the process of development and growth and process of overcoming by facilitating that process of help by supporting us with what they understand and accept to be right for us. Like we say, this is how, okay, I'll say this is how I'm feeling and this is how I need help. And so if you really care for me, you will support me and help me in the way that I need. You will help facilitate my healing process based on what I need uh, and trusting that it's what I need because I'm the one who's experiencing the pain. Um, so that's the one side of the spectrum. But at the same time, like, as I say it, I also think to myself, but you know what? Um, sometimes when you are in the, like in the belly of the monster, it's very difficult to see how to get out. And sometimes you need a completely different perspective from the outside. So I guess to a certain extent, there, there needs to be some kind of balance, um, of you know Africans finding their own solutions, but also being open to recommendations from the outside. Um, but I do think that you know we understand what we're going through. We understand our problems, and we should be heard from that regard. So, um, but in order for that to work, in order for African solutions for African problems to be sustainable. And to stick in the long term, we do need to be open and honest with ourselves. We need to dig deep and um, hold each other accountable or hold ourselves accountable, particularly the leaders. And it really does come from the top. It honestly comes from the top. So um, that brings me to the last point, the fact that If you have a problem that is specifically, or if you have a solution that is specifically tailored for an African problem, 
you will have a more lasting impact and a more lasting sustainable solution because essentially you are going to the root of the problem and you're dealing dealing with that problem from that point of view so those are the three points and i hope that you enjoyed it as much as i did i actually really really enjoyed this um it's actually this quote that um helped me actually get back on board with the process of growing and just working on this podcast so this quote is definitely going to pop up very regularly as the podcast grows so i really hope you guys enjoyed it if you guys have any comments anything you would like to add or contest i am open to anything just go head on to instagram and um yeah say something <laughs> please <laughs> so guys thank you for coming back if you're back um if you're enjoying this let me know i would love to hear if you are enjoying it and even if you aren't enjoying it and if if you have the energy to be like Mm, I don't know what you're doing. You know, just like say it. You know, I would like some kind of feedback. I must say I am enjoying it, but I just can't wait till I get to the point where I start speaking to other people. I can guarantee that the podcasts are probably going to get much, much longer. But yeah, guys, any feedback would be much appreciated. So have a good night. I hope everybody's doing well. How are you guys doing? Have you actually stopped to think about how you're doing? Like, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, are you okay? Are you breathing? Like, have you thought about your breath? You know? I think sometimes when we get stressed, at least when I get stressed, like, I actually forget that I have to breathe to be alive. And I forget that the quality of breath and like the actual breathing is so important because I need to get in fresh air and I need to get like a proper amount of air inside of me so that my blood is healthy and my brain is working and healthy and fresh you know what I mean so I hope you guys are good I know like yesterday I wasn't so great like I just felt so overwhelmed and I was just like I'm, I'm gonna go to bed I had so much to do, but guys, I went to bed. And I went to bed at 7. 7 p.m., guys. I used to fight my parents because my bedtime until, like, maybe grade 8 was half past 7. And I used to fight, guys. I used to fight my parents. I'm like, guys, 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 like, what is this? And now I was like, I didn't even wait until half past 7, guys. I was, I think at quarter to 6, I was laying on my bed like, now I'm going to wake up at 8 and study. not be waking up this morning and i felt great and i had no guilt i just felt so good i felt rejuvenated i felt you know what guys i'm gonna go on forever so (laughs) thank you for listening to this podcast and i'll see you in the next one